<laughs> Anyways, back to so much of life is film. This is definitely our first take. Um, so, <laughs> how's it been since, you know, the, in the last four or five months since we last put our podcast? Man, it's been, you know, so many life transitions. It's been crazy and it's, it's wild because we've been trying to record an episode for the longest time and life has just been coming between us recording and now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're back. Yeah, well, we're back consistently by God's grace. No, yeah, we're back consistently. Uh, yeah, we have a few plans for the podcast, you know, make the experience better. Um, yep. That we will hopefully be rolling out in future podcasts. Yep. Um, but yeah, for today, we're going to talk about, I mean, what everyone is watching right now, House of Dragon. Um, so yeah, share one more day. Take it away. Yeah, so how it's going to work is we're going to talk about the first three episodes of uh, House of the Dragon. Basically, you know, analyze the different things that have happened so far. Um, and then, you know, we'll talk about opinions on where we think things are going. And basically just... You know, have fun while we're talking about House of Dragon or everything, or everyone is watching right now. Yeah, so like Shimon just said, first three episodes, but hopefully in future weeks we'll be doing more um, more stuff about House of the Dragon as well. So yeah, exciting times. Um, so before we started, we were talking about House of the Dragon, obviously, you know, trying to plan for the podcast and Sherman brought up a good question of when I first got into Game of Thrones. Um, so, and funny enough, he was there when this happened. It was, we, when, back when we were preparing for SAT, we used to go to this lesson and I, what's it called? Everybody there was watching Game of Thrones at the time. At that time, it was like season five or something. And, I was one of those guys that I never watch Game of Thrones. I won't watch. I won't watch. Then one guy that was at this lesson where we were at, the guy Shimon was at this lesson by the way, and a few of our other friends. The guy had all the seasons of Game of Thrones on his laptop, as he should. Yeah, and he he just gave it to me and another one of our friends, and both of us binge that. I think it was December, as in it was Christmas time. We just binged and like, or maybe it, was, it, might, it might have been summer actually. I don't remember, but yeah, I remember we would, we would come to listen. Me and him, it was it was agents by the way. That was he was the other guy that started was, was watching Game of Thrones with me. <laughs> he with us to talk about how far we've gone. I like, oh bro, this guy, this guy is so sick. This guy is mad. I, I I'll never forget as in seeing that Stark die for the first time. I like it. I was like, what's going on? I was was in shock. Um, But yeah, that's my Game of Thrones story. I mean, and I have been watching ever since. I was excited for House of the Dragon, even though season eight of Game of Thrones was not the best. But you know, I was excited for House of the Dragon. And I can't lie, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine was slightly different experience from JP's. I, someone, someone had told me about this all through the term um, in Loyola. I think maybe this was SS2. And maybe I think it was SS2 first term or something. Someone had told me about it. I person had hyped it up all through the term. So all the anticipation was built up. I was just ready to go home and just binge the show. That's what I did. I downloaded, I think... There were five seasons out then. So I downloaded all five seasons and I just, I binged, I binged everything. And like, it was crazy because I'd be sad about some episodes and there was no one else to share with because no one else was, I didn't know anybody else that was binging it with me at the time. But I was like, oh. So I just have the memories of this person, <laughs> of, of this, of this person describing what they felt in those moments where 
like the episodes happened to connect with. But it was very interesting still. And you know, and that's how that's how I started Game of Thrones. And here we are watching House of the Dragon like uh, like we've been part of the family since day one. We have. We have, as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what's crazy? You have to keep in mind, we grew up in Nigeria, guy. As in, there was no HBO. As in, right. <laughs> it's actually crazy. I, I feel like, I feel like in like SS3, our graduating class, I feel like mm-hmm. so many people were watching Game of Thrones for oh, yeah. a country that did not, from a country that didn't have HBO. HBO, like, right. To, be, to have so many guys. That, do you remember, as in, I think we were in SS2, and SS3 is above us, like new season was coming out and they used to like run to like after every what's it called after i can't remember after, i think it was after dinner you know they didn't have any study hall anymore after mm-hmm. they had finished their exams guys will run to common room to go and what's it called to go and watch this i remember yeah. I, I remember that happening in my sister yeah and honestly in that moment i don't even think i understood how big game of thrones was to be honest like i understood i understood the story I was just like, why are people so addicted? I think it took me coming to college to really realize, oh wow, like these guys have done something great here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But realistically, like there's just not many shows that way. As like, like Game of Thrones really showed me that the biggest thing to success in like TV, especially, it's just like characters that people. Like when you invest in your characters, where you can't go wrong. Like, yeah, to be honest, that's what made the show. Like the characters, like you, yeah. <laughs> but and like, yeah, I think I think in line with what you said, also relatable characters because it was like some people could see themselves in all of these characters, like how cunning um, Little Finger was, for example, or how. Um, What's it called? How brave Arya could be sometimes, or like just different characters having different traits that people could see themselves in. I think that was something else that made people love the show Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Um, but now the new talk of the town is House of the Dragon, and that's what we are going to segue into. Um, yup. So. First so, thoughts so far. Um, firstly, to those who may not know anything about the House of the Dragon universe, it's meant to be a prequel to Game of Thrones, set a hundred, a thousand, two hundred years, <laughs> set two hundred years before um, we met characters like Jon Snow and all these other guys that we fell in love with. But, yeah, so, initial thoughts. I mean, I'd say, firstly, like, the casting has been... Personally, I think casting has been great. Especially how sometimes the younger characters... You can, you can see the relation between the younger and the older characters in terms of, like, actors. It's not, it's not brainless casting. And I think that's one thing I appreciate about, like, the whole Game of Thrones universe. I think they, they put a lot of effort into whoever they cast. And I think that's something that's very important. But moving on, storyline-wise, um, I liked episode one, actually, a lot. Because... It was a nice introduction to you know all the characters that were going to be playing this this game of who becomes or who takes the throne in the end. So like we have the series, for example, who wasn't born or who wasn't meant to initially take the throne, but because of you know some sexism in those <laughs> days, he he ended up taking the throne, and then you can even tell that. Initially, it wasn't something that he wanted. It's not, it's not like he fought any battle or he fought any war for it. It just fell into his hands. But, I mean, that was that. And then we have, like, his whole family, how, you know, he doesn't have any male heirs. And, like, his brother, Damon, feels like he's the rightful heir to the throne since, I mean, he doesn't have any male heirs. Forgetting that Viserys had a whole human being that was ready to take the throne whenever... 
you know, Miseries was out of the picture. Um, but yeah, that all that was was just interesting, and also like, um, seeing how the series was would go to any lengths to get that male heir, even killing his wife. Like that's that was a wife he loved dearly. Like he killed Emma just, just to make sure, or just to have a chance of having a male heir. But yeah, all that was very interesting to me, I, and I liked you know seeing how all these characters related with each other on screen. I think like you can't really argue with the chemistry they've all had so far. But yeah. So do you have any thoughts? Do you have any additional thoughts to episode one? Um so I just remembered something actually while you were talking about Emma and her dying. So when I was watching that first episode, there were like I was watching there were like three girls around me. So when the the parts where they're like ripping this Poor woman's stomach open <laughs> to try and remove this child, bro. Oh, yeah. Guy, I was, I, guy, it was too much. I, no, actually, it wasn't that bad. At first, I, I was fine, but then the people around me were so, as in, you know, you know, you know, when you see on TV like someone get hit in the balls and you somehow feel it, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's what was happening. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That was what was happening. So, myself, I was, I was like, you know, uh, this is kind of, um, um, it's, it's a big graphic, but yeah, this is what I like about Game of Thrones. Like, this, this is, this is, this is what I came to see. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was I I I really I enjoyed episode one, especially because like it's so hard to get people from the first episode. Like you have to, you know, introduce characters, you have to lay a foundation. Which I guess a lot of the foundation has been laid from Game of Thrones. Like we already mm-hmm. know how Westeros kind of That's a good question actually. Did they call it Westeros? I don't think I've heard it's called mm-hmm. Westeros in mm-hmm. The, the dragon. I think I remember hearing um even the last episode I remember hearing Damon talking about the he was describing wine and he was saying how like Westerosi wine tasted oh, he and did, whatever. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, okay, then that's that's be Westeros. But I feel like I used to hear it a lot more in duty. But anyways, um what was I saying before I got sidetracked? Um, you were talking about... Oh, yeah, yeah. We already know how Westeros is. Like, we already kind of have a good idea of, like, you know... Like, Game of Thrones already gave us a good foundation. And even though they're introducing new characters in House of the Dragon, it's, like... It's not... They don't have to do lay that much. I feel like in Game of Thrones, the entire first, um, first season was just them, like, just groundwork to try and build yeah. this whole place up yeah but yeah so much stuff is happening in episode one like when emma died like i i i mean i don't know man like I, there's emma dying there's um this guy through, and again i feel like people should i know it's bad that he killed his wife like that's pretty bad as in it was kind of you know but i kind of understand like the pressure Viserys is under to have like his whole thing like and he says it so many times his whole thing is to keep the peace that's what his whoever was I think it was his uncle that was King Jaehaerys or whatever that gave him to mm-hmm. him gave it to him mm-hmm. he that was his whole thing you know keeping the peace however many years you like and he wanted to continue that and he knew that you know not having a male heir is like you know grounds for war in these these times so mm-hmm. i feel like he was really desperate because like he wants his legacy to just be there was no war in my time i was able to keep the peace and lay a good foundation for my head to also keep the peace um so from that angle i understand where it was coming from <laughs> personally i would never understand where he was coming from like they, they gave him they gave the option of having <clears throat> In the option of what having his like both or having uh what's it called the kid die or having both his kid and his wife die. Oh no no, no having the chance of of maybe his his uh kid surviving 
and his wife definitely dying, right? Mm-hmm. Up. And this guy just, this guy said, yeah, like, screw that. Kill the no, wife. No, it wasn't that, it wasn't that easy a decision now. I remember the guy was not happy to make that decision. He was, see, a lot of times, he's always talking about how um, he's, you have to do, like, even he's not above the responsibilities of the crown. And that's right. what that's his mentality in his in his head. It's like I have a responsibility to my people, and that is to keep the peace. Obviously, I disagree with you know the premise is just misogyny as well. like it's just because Easy. they don't want Easy. his daughter to be like. I, obviously, I don't agree with those. I don't agree with him t- taking like just throwing away Emma's life like that, but. I see, like, he's, like, I, I see where he's coming from. Like, his sense of duty to the realm and, you know, him just trying to be the guy that continued with the peace. Um, uh, but, yeah, I I, it's, I, it's, I, honestly, like, I think, especially thinking about it with a 21st century lens, like, seeing it through a 21st century lens is, like, I, I can't read. Like I just I can't I can't read. I can't read you killing killing me. Like I just I feel I felt so bad for Renera in that moment. Like, cause I I I feel like other than what's her name, Alison, Renera's mother was the only other person that she could you know express herself around, like be a normal person around, and maybe demon sometimes, which we will we'll get into. But yeah. Exactly. That was that was that was what was crazy about it. It was like this guy I mean yeah, he had duties to the crown, whatever, but at the same time he could have had more kids with her though. Right? Yeah, but but remember that he they had like four already that were all still birds. Right, 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 right. All I'm saying is she didn't have to die that way. That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, yeah, duty to the crown. In the end, both of them died. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he was he was praying, guy. Also, I'm pretty sure those ministers or whatever were feeding him some 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 crap about... I don't know, man. Do you know that's another thing? So, I've, I've read, like, a fan conspiracy that ministers actually hate Targaryens because Targaryens obviously control magic in terms of like the dragons right and maesters have this thing against like they want to wipe out the whole they want to wipe out magic in the whole of westeros so essentially them they're trying to plot and scheme against targaryens and wiping them out i don't know how i don't know how accurate this is though but i mean i feel like that's one angle to it because it doesn't make sense anyway we'll get into what I think of the masters as as this as the as we continue talking about different episodes, where well, yeah, some things the masters have done so far just haven't made sense to me. Yeah, I I, I agree. And also in the background of all this, there's there's a, a certain man called the the episode actually opens with a crab charming someone's body. Um, right. So yeah, there's there's a guy called Crab Feeder that's. Does he have? He has. What's that thing called? Um, grayscale. Is that, is that what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he does have grayscale, actually. And he's 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 causing trouble in the stepstones, and um, yeah, we get introduced to many. You know, um, not many. I I say we get to many new characters, but we, but more importantly, we get introduced to the people that left old Valeria. Which were the Targaryens and the Valerians, and right. they are the last, you know, surviving people of Old Valeria. Valeria. Um, we get introduced to Corlys Valerian, who is like he's, I think he's like the master of the fleet or something, something like that. Can I just say that initially, when I saw a black man being represented on on TV, I thought, ah. Finally, we some representation, but what I hate called is Valerian. Everything in me. But yeah. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet last night that there's no likable character on House of the Dragon. And I kind of see it. Like, obviously, I personally really like Rhaenyra. Same. Um, but 
like it's not like Game of Thrones where like as in people live and die by certain characters. Yeah, yeah. But it's still heavy, dude. It's still heavy. Yeah, honest. But Um, I do see that angle of you can you can easily hit everyone on this show. Yeah, you can very easily hit all of them. (laughs) But yeah. I also oh. like Zerys. Like, if he hadn't killed his wife, he probably would have been my favorite character. Yeah, that's the thing. But at the same time, you can also tell that the series... Man, I think sometimes he just... To me, he's weak. Like, sometimes I just want him to be more certain in some situations. Sometimes it's just like, what are you doing, man? Like, I've seen people walk over him that shouldn't be walking over him, and it's like... Bro, start your ground. So, so him, him deciding to kill his wife was not was was weak of him. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I think that was even one of the more decisive times I've seen. One of the, one of the situations where I've seen him being more decisive. But some other situations, I've just seen him like being swayed pretty easily by other people's opinions. Or from, I guess these people are important to him. But at the same time, it's like I would have, I would love for him to have his own his own um grounds for doing some things but it's like he just sometimes he he might not even have any clue of what to do he will just listen to whatever this person has to say and that's what he's going to roll with some yeah sometimes it does feel like or like he's tired of this throne business like yeah. he just he just wants to get out yeah exactly <laughs> but i mean i can't blame him man i can't blame him bro so, like, it must be hard. I can't even lie. Like, you just, anyways. Um, yeah. Moving on. Um, that's that was a wrap for episode one, and then this leads us into episode two, where now we see the series actually accepting Renera as you know the future queen, the future, the future of of the crown, the future of House Targaryen. Um, and oh, then sorry, one 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 thing, actually two things. Firstly, um, actually I'll say the first thing first, and then this, uh, basically, I I'm happy that finally this guy got tetanus or whatever he got. <laughs> At least someone got some disease from <laughs> sitting on that that freaking sword. As in, there's no way. As in, like he's the first one to to you know, especially. These guys, keep in mind, all these guys are inbred, by the way. All these right. Targaryens are inbred. Right. So you're telling me since then, none of them has, you know, cut their finger on the sword and transferred whatever illness <laughs> their inbredness carries <laughs> to the other. There's no way. There's actually no way. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make sense. It honestly didn't make sense to me. But now they've corrected this by giving this guy whatever disease the guy has. Yeah. But I'm even surprised. He's he's still alive after all of this. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. You were saying that he accepted Renera as as his, you know, heir, um, which I kind of think he's just like. I I felt like it was just like a, a two things actually. One, he was trying to like make up for killing her mother, and two, he's the guy is just tired of distress. So he just. <laughs> It's just like, you know what? Screw all of this. Renera, you can't be green. I, mean, I don't care. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I honestly think he was trying to make up a bit for killing um, Emma all those months ago. I think the time jump from episode one and two, maybe I was like six months apart. So, I guess killing... Yeah, basically killing her mother, and then we also see, um, we also see Collis, Lord Collis, offer his child, <laughs> like his ten-year-old child, maybe younger, maybe a bit older. Who knows? To this man in his fifties, at the very least, <laughs> just because of politics and just because he wants his house to. Sit on drone as well. This is this is some more incest, by the way. Because <laughs> these families are like cousins, as in, right. 
<laughs> right, they are literally first cousins, and and what's crazy to me is Leanna, um, is very open to the idea. All she says is she can't be bed until she's woke. <laughs> 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 how can you you can't blame her now she doesn't know anything as in like right I can't blame her man. I, that's why I said I hate calling because how can he actually do this with his conscience <laughs> how can you how can you give your daughter up to your to I mean um, Viserys calls I guess they are in-laws but that does not even matter like how can you do that yeah is. I mean, what's her name? Rhaenerys, the person that was meant to be queen, but they gave it... That's her name, right? Rhaenerys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's not, she's not up for the idea, but I don't think it's because, oh, her kid is a child. I think it's because... I think she says something about she does not want to be involved in the madness that is going to come. Because even she too, she's seen, she can see a war coming. Like, she's like... I think yeah. in episode... She's in that episode, she's after Rhaenyra is announced as the heir, like... Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, men would rather die than that's Like, and she just doesn't want her family involved at all when all this madness goes down. But Collis, Collis, Collis wants wants one one hand on that throne. Like, even if he can't be king, at least let let his family be in that business of of um of being what's it called, you know, of just in general mm-hmm. or just being on the Iron Throne. I think personally, um, Rhaenerys has a bit of PTSD just because we actually, just because they didn't really show us like what exactly went down. And I'm sure it wasn't pretty, like how um, Jaharis gave or made, um, he made um, the series like the heir to the Iron Throne. I'm sure like Rhaenerys was not happy at all. And I'm sure it was. I'm sure even when there were rumblings of her becoming queen, like there was a lot of pushback. And I'm sure she tried and tried and tried to convince everyone that she was fit to rule seven kingdoms, blah, blah, blah. But it just wasn't meant to be. So I think she's in a situation now where she just doesn't have the energy to do it even twice in her lifetime. Because most people die trying, trying once. And she's like, she, she's not about to sacrifice everyone she loves just for an Iron Throne that she has gotten over. And I think in some ways, she's even trying to protect Rhaenyra as well. Because she's seen some of the pushback that she got when she was around that age or when she was around that period of her life where she could have um, assumed the Iron Throne. And now she's like, okay, I'm trying to protect this person in my family as well from going through the same thing that these men have put me through. Um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, like, what's her name? Lena, Lena, yeah, she can't, she can't, like, become queen of Westeros. Like, this is just the, as in, yeah, I guess, yeah, 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 she's just, I guess she just had, she has, she has gone through all that went, all that would have happened, her not becoming queen, and she's like, you know, these guys are not, they're not worth it, I think. Yeah, and she's still married to Collis, Collis is, Valerians are rich, so it's not even like she's struggling. She's yeah. still living her best life. But yeah, and then we also see Collis teaming up with, with Damon. After, Collis... after remember after after Viserys declines to, to marry this dead and marry yes, ten year old. Yeah, Collis did not take it very well. Um yeah. <laughs> and he, he just we've actually not really mentioned Damon in this whole thing. Um so yeah, give us give us backstory now. Why it was a big deal that Collis teamed up with Damon. Oh, so Damon <laughs> Damon also felt like he had a claim to the throne. Also deep rooted in misogyny, actually. Because <laughs> because Damon was like, I mean, his older brother doesn't have any male heirs. He might as well be the only male heir to the throne at this point. Like he knows that Renera, oh, in his head, Renera is not fit to rule the Seven Kingdoms because she's a woman. So he might as well take the he might as well be the heir. But his older brother is like, no, like this is going to <laughs> this is going to my daughter, whether he likes it or not. And you know, Damon doesn't take it lightly. 
to Damon Leaves. And then Collies also because he feels like his petition to having a claim or having a member of his family sits anywhere even close to the Iron Throne has been denied. He feels like this is the perfect opportunity to tap um <laughs> to tap Damon up and be like, okay, let's let's form a pact, let's form a duo and you know find a way to take this iron throne from from this from this man that doesn't want to listen to any of us. And that's how we see the the, the relationship between Colgis and Damon being formed. I actually think um if Damon was a more like if him and if Viserys and Damon had a better relationship, I actually think he would have named Damon as his like if Damon was less you know Damon like you know how he's yeah yeah, I yeah. Agree with you. um but Damon is what he is um Damon, and, Damon yeah. is just radical because a lot of things he did he didn't really have to do them like within those first two episodes this guy took all the soldiers of where was it the wall no no it's the the, what? something what they called it's not night watch and um, it was they were called the golden so the i can't remember what they are called he took a bunch of soldiers that were the city watch that's what they yeah the city watch he took he took soldiers of the city watch and they just went into westeros for no reason and his his reasoning behind this actually was that so much there's just so much rubbish that's going on in this town and i just want to stop it and i'm just like bro don't you guys have better things to do with your time I mean, to be fair, that's what they are meant to be doing, but it was outrageous that he just, they were just doing as in, they would just go to one guy, carry him, you did this, remove his fingers, as in it was, like, it was outrageous, like, I can't even lie. Yeah, as in, obviously, his, maybe his intentions were, were somewhat pure, but that was the wrong execution on all levels. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that really showed Viserys that if this guy has power, like, he really doesn't know how to, like, you know, handle himself. Yeah. Yeah, Viserys does not want any radical man on the on the throne. But one thing I'd say about Viserys, though, and something that we see even as the show evolves and progresses is that he's not someone that writes someone off after their first offense. He gives you so many different opportunities to redeem yourself and i think that's it's a it, it has cost him sometimes because it's like everyone else has seen that this person is irredeemable but the series just always gives this person another opportunity and another opportunity and it's like it's almost like he's blind to whatever they're doing yeah. up until the point where the cup is just too full like you have to go yeah he he he, he, I feel like he's intentionally trying to be blind to certain things. Just guy, guy doesn't like beef. Like we, yeah. we, we, we've seen this. He just yeah. doesn't want anyone to fight. Yeah, he's a very peaceful man. Yeah, and he's just you know he just wants to build that his that his whatever that's his Legos. That's, yeah, what, he, that's what he wants to do. That's my problem. That's what I'm saying. I wish he was a man with the iron fist. I want to see in the series that was beheading people for no reason. <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> I, see someone I mean, yes, obviously. <laughs> you want to yeah, so many people, people did not deserve to even last as long as they did. He's the same guy. I'm sure you hated Joffrey when, when you were watching Game of Thrones. I hated, I hated Joffrey, but sometimes... You could see, you could see where he was coming. Maybe one or two times. Guy, yeah. guy, please, guy, please, guy. Joffrey was never, he never made sense in anything he did. The thing about Joffrey was that he was senseless, right? But at the same time, it was like anybody that was a threat to him sitting on that throne, that person was gone. It was that easy. No, he didn't have any threats. All the people, okay, other than Ned Stark, fair enough. Joffrey right. was like Ned Stark, yeah. Right. <laughs> but like. This guy just used to. What does this? I remember this scene where there were like three like prostitutes in his room, and he's making them 
do some oh, weird ass yeah. to each other, and then he now tells, he now gives one a crossbow, and they're like, oh, yeah, just babes, yeah, vagina, yeah. like, what the hell? No, no, he was insane. He was insane. He was definitely power drunk, hundred <laughs> percent. But at the same time, I'm not saying I like, I hated Joffrey, but I'm just saying sometimes, once in a while, you could see, okay, this person had to go, man, like, especially when they throw it to this guy. <laughs> But I mean, moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, then this leads us to episode three, where we see another time jump. Um, I mean, I think maybe the episode, between episode two and three, I think it was like a year between, because we see like the relationship between Renera and her and her god, um, Sir Christian Cole has evolved since the last time we saw them. And then we also see that um oh we didn't talk about Alicent actually. Oh yeah she got married to he right. announced as his wife. Right. Which was which was a betrayal. So Alicent and um Renera were meant to be best friends and the hand at the time um also Haita told his daughter who was also a teenager oh, so what's different between anyway I guess Alison's was a few years older than you know but but still <laughs> but yeah so also Haita told his daughter to go and start talking to the prince tapping him up to you know transfer to her transfer to her side <laughs> and he walked so that man was 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 he was deep in gr- in grief, and yeah. So Otto Hightower, in the end, honestly, after episode two, it was very clear Otto Hightower had won. Like this guy's wishes had been fulfilled. <laughs> guy's daughter had she had made her way, and you know it looked like it was it was all done and done. I mean, to 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 <laughs> to be fair to Alison, like. She really had no choice. I don't think would she have told Otto no? Like I don't think she would have been like, "Oh, Dad, I'm not going to." And well, we never see we never see Otto actually like explicitly say, "Your job is to go and seduce this Viserys guy while he's grieving grieving over his his wife, so that he can marry you." Like I don't think we ever there's never it's never explicitly said, even though obviously that's you know that was Otto's plan, but. I don't think it's explicitly said, but at the same time, it's like this guy is grieving. His wife just died, and you just send your daughter to him in the moments where he's grieving. Obviously, he's hoping that as the guy is grieving, the daughter is there to comfort him so that <laughs> so that whenever it's time to pick his power, you can because because thing about it that Otto knew that eventually they were going to make him like pick pick a new spouse yeah. new from the get-go so it was like okay let me just position her in this place like so whatever happens i know that i've at least tried and, and i also remember a conversation between otto and his his older brother where his brother talks about how um like this kid just asking him that about any progress, um, what's it called? About any progress his daughter has made in terms of like you know talking to the king and all that, and it's just it's just clear that this is this is not this is this is a scheme that's bigger than Otto Hightower. This is a scheme. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Hightower family. Like that's the whole. I think the house has been has been plotting and scheming for a while, and this had just been the next phase of the plan. I don't know why guys are just not content. What they have, bro. In 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 that universe, no one until you're on the Iron Throne. It's not even until you're until you're on the Iron Throne, and there's no one else that can like lay claim to the Iron Throne. You can actually never be content in King's Landing, because the way it is, is honestly, as in get or be gotten. <laughs> for real, literally. If you don't, that, and I think that's that's the thing that like Otto has been trying to, or Otto had been trying to um, drill into Alicent's head. That is like we're here now, but 
in the next five days we might not be alive. Like, let's just take let's take full advantage of where we are now and keep diving deep into it and see how far we can go. I think I think especially at the time they are in, there's like relative like peace. There's no one fighting over the iron throne. Yeah. Everybody's you know in their the Lannisters are in wherever they are, the Hypers are wherever they are. Like, everyone is just, you know, controlling their own small piece of the world. As in, what what really is there in being king? As in, I actually don't get... Anyways, you know what? That's not even... I get it. I think I think we're playing down how important it is to rule the Seven Kingdom. This is not like it's one... This is These are the Seven Kingdoms, like... You literally control what everyone does. Okay. Literally, like colleagues can't just um say, Oh, my ships are not good. If if Viserys says if King Viserys says, like, Lord Collis, you are going to bring the ships here tomorrow, he's bringing those ships there. You know, like he, he controls every single thing that happens in yes, but in the seven we we have we have we have seen into their small councils a few times. Mm-hmm. These guys are not mm-hmm. discussing anything as in is is what's it called? Literally almost all of it is you have to go, you have to remarry, and you have to choose an heir. And the crab feeder is doing this in the stepstones, go and send ships. Like it's not anything that I would be like these guys are not doing any work, as in is my point. As per there's no there's no anyway, you know what? You know what? Let me just even leave it. Let me leave it at that. Well, yeah. Anyways, Collis left small council, left with Damon to to go and you know to try and fight off the crap feeder that has been stealing his ships and not stealing his ships, but like you know burning his ships, killing his men, and which he does by he will tie them to a pole. It's not that he will tie them to a pole. He will use a um, knife or whatever dagger and put their hands. How was he? They they like he would. Put, he was impaling them. Yeah, he would impale them. They will be alive, and then he would just set crabs upon them to eat their dead bodies. <laughs> Sorry, to eat them alive. Um, but yeah. So moving into um, episode three, Damon and Collis are you know fighting. They are like in full war with the crab feeder and his and his guys, um, and they're not doing very well. No, no, no. They're not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. And, during one of their small council meetings, Tyrone Lannister comes and tells the council that you like those guys are losing. As in, what's their name? What's his name? Crosby and Damon. They are losing that fight. Um, but he's still not down to send ships at the time. Like he's still not down. To, like Viserys is still not down to. Send reinforcements because, like, Demon, Demon feels like he could have done it alone, and they, they tried, and they are losing. Um, the thing about it is, I think this war, like the battle at the Stepstones, I think it's also a statement from Demon, especially. I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to let the people in Westeros, especially, know that he is capable of, like fighting a war by himself and winning. So that's, I think that's like the thing that's been keeping him from asking or begging for help. Because the thing of, if if he asks um, King's Landing for help and then they actually provide help and then they win, it's going to be like, oh, Viserys was the one that won this war, which was obviously not the case because we, we could definitely see that these guys were in war, they were like there was a shortage of men, the shortage of everything, the shortage of food. They were suffering evidently outside. And but the thing is, it was just hard for them to actually come back and be like, okay, can we have help? Because then it would now look like the series was the one that won the war, which like um they which especially Damon would have hated. <laughs> I, I... I find it, I find it funny because these guys had two dragons at their disposal and they're still struggling to <laughs> because that crowd I don't know what he was doing but he was working. I guess I guess like I guess the geography of the the stepstones played like yeah part into how like it wasn't like they couldn't just go with dragon and just yeah. Oh, I yeah. still don't know. Anyways, point is 
that they are losing. And but this Viserys guy is like, let him all fight his war. Like, he's the one that decided to, yeah. Yeah. Um, and while that's happening, the guy has gotten married to accent. They have it. They've they they've got they have a child now, Egon. Um, and Alicent is pregnant with another child. Um, Amon. Um, yeah, Amon. Um, and he's now like he has a piece. I feel like I feel like Renera to be fair. Like I feel like Renera is not being fair to our father sometimes. Like he has actually like a tried obviously he killed her mother, which fair enough. As in I, I, I know that's yeah, fair enough. But like he's he has allowed her to, you know, he's like, she has allowed her to basically do whatever she wants. She's like, okay, you are heir now, as in like, as when I die, you are my heir. Even though, you know, wars may be fought later on, but at least he has backed his daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the kings of, all the leaders of the different regions have all come and bent the knee to her. Um, and he's even like, Go get married to someone to cement your position. Like let let mm-hmm. to, and he has been. He's even like you can choose whoever you want. Aspect choose whoever choose. Whoever. I mean, I still just being difficult sometimes, and which I get. Like obviously, you don't want to get married to someone that you won't like and all that. Um, but I think, I, yeah, go on. I think where Renera is coming from is a place of she doesn't feel like she's ready to get married to anyone. Yes, like, yes, there's this uncertainty of, like, the series could die any moment, and, like, then, you know, things would be worse. But at the same time, we have to remember that Renera is still, like, she's a growing kid, and it's a thing of, of, yes, 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 everyone, no one is bigger than the crown, but yeah, but at the same time, she's putting herself first, and she's like, "Can I have some time to actually even gauge what I like and what I don't like?" Because the thing of they're just throwing all these men at her, and like she doesn't want to end up in a situation where she's in a marriage that she hates, you know, or mm-hmm. like she's married just because of the crown. No, don't get me wrong. I understand. I fully understand, but. She doesn't. She doesn't even feel. Like, also, what do you, like, bro? She doesn't do shit. Like, she literally doesn't do anything. I suppose she has no job. Like, all, all she has to do is be as in. By the way, this, obviously, I'm just thinking about it. How it would have been in those times. Obviously, in these current current climes, we we find ourselves. Everyone has the right to find their own happiness whenever. But mm-hmm. this Renera, like, like. She's just, I feel like she's just not, she's not even entertaining the idea of, as in, you know, your, your position, even though I've named you a, your position is still at risk. As in, I think Viserys knows that, you know, he might die any day. Like, he knows whatever is this illness he has, mm-hmm. like, he's getting worse. And he doesn't want Renera to be in a position where she cannot defend herself. And so I feel like he's trying to push her to, which is like a fair thing, I feel like at the time, like trying to push her to get married to someone who can put her mental position as as queen. Um, I'm not saying she should marry like that Lannister bastard that came around. Like, the prick. Like, I'm not saying she should just marry like any random ass like person that comes along. But yeah. at least like understand the situation oh, you are in. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing, you know. Obviously, as kids, like we're not going to see, we're not going to have the foresight that our parents have. So she was obviously she was coming from the perspective of in the here and now, like I'm not ready. And and Viserys was coming from the position of <laughs> if you don't get married soon, bad things are going to happen to our family. <laughs> yeah. Um I I put, I I think obviously I think as the show goes on, Renera does grow and understand certain things. But yeah. I I feel like in those and to be fair, like that's, I, honestly, like I'm not holding anything. Like I like Renera is like my favorite character, and I like I understand like her mother has just died, 
um, everyone is, you know, she has so many voices in her ears, like people telling her to do this, do that, do this, do that, this is the right thing, you know, when she's really not about all of that. Um, and yeah, she has this developing relationship with Christian Cole, like even though at the time they can't, you know, they are not, like, you can't say, oh, this is going to become something more, but as in, she, I can tell she can tell that there, there, there's something there. Um, yeah. You can even see the way she smiles at him, the way yeah. she, her mannerisms are just like, yeah, she's she's beginning to like Kristen Cole. So, I honestly, like, I feel for, like, I feel for her, I feel for reserves, like, I, because our job is not, like, this royal family business, man, it's not it's not easy sometimes, guy. Even when you have you have you ever watched The Crown? Yeah, yeah, I'm up to date. I, even in The Crown, man, I remember those early days when Elizabeth was becoming was going queen. to become queen. Bro, mm-hmm. there are just so many random ass battles, to, as in just random ass things yeah. happening with. Setting brothers going abdicating abdicating the crown as uh, what's it called that her husband was uh, that guy um, it's, I can't remember his name something Mountbatten or something I don't remember yeah Mountbatten that's Prince Philip yeah Philip yes all these uh, just random ass things happening and you just have to that was as in you know England was decolonizing so she's 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 having peace. She's literally the crown. Yeah, I understand. I understand how difficult it might it must be to you know like ascend the throne, especially when like your whole life you've been groomed to take up this position, right? But at the same time, I think the thing people forget, even even in the crown, thing like uh people people surrounding her forgot was that. Like she's she's allowed to feel these things. She's allowed to feel like she's not ready for something. She's allowed to feel like you know this is not right for her. But at the same time, what the series like says is you know like screw your feelings. This is this is the most important thing. Like this is why he doesn't. He's not even like that. He's like. He's trying to make her understand. He, in the end, he's not really. He doesn't really force her to do anything. Okay, I guess later on maybe he does force her to do it. But like he, at the time, he's not forcing her. He's just he's basically begging her, man. Like he's just begging he, her. He's, he's begging. I agree. He's I agree. He's begging her. But at the same time, it's like he's he's sending people to her though to like. Yeah, she, people, she whether pressure, whether she yeah. even likes them or not, she she's just sending like possible whatever. And I think from her own perspective, it's like I want someone that I want someone to, I want to marry someone I want, not someone the series is going to pick for me. Not someone, not someone her dad is going to pick for her. Yeah, well, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think I think I think that was it called. I think that yeah. first first I think that covers. Most of the first three episodes of House of the Dragon so far. Um, like I said, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I I like especially having like so many people watching at the same time. There are always people like I like I, I love these conversations. We were just talking about as you know House of the Dragon was happening. Anyways, um, hopefully this will be hopefully we'll be we'll be doing these like you know as they come out. Um, so that means more consistent uploads on the podcast. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see. Here we can.